Hi friends, welcome to the Mother with a Loud Mind podcast. If this is your first time joining, thank you so much for being here. I highly encourage you to go back to episode zero, I almost didn't do this, where you can get a little insight into what future episodes will be about and get to know me a little better. If you are a returning listener, you are seriously the coolest and I appreciate you endlessly. Please feel free to give this podcast a review and rating at the end of the episode. It really helps us grow and reach a larger audience. I'm your host, Morgan Klontz. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to our very first bonus episode. This is something I want to try to do every week, no promises, but I think it would be fun to just kind of have a short little episode, um, not covering the topics I would normally cover, just things that like are going on in my life, what I'm cooking that week or, you know, what the family's doing, that kind of thing. Um, Just something a little lighter and easier to listen to and it'll kind of help you get to know me a little more. Um, so anyway, today we're going to be talking about how our family has become more sustainable and what we're doing to become even more sustainable and self-sufficient, eco-friendly, that kind of thing. Um, so I just want to preface this by saying we're in no way 100% sustainable by any means. Um, we're not completely eco-friendly. It's just what we're working towards becoming, Um, and I honestly had no interest in this a year ago, like not even a little bit. And had it not been for my husband, Taylor, I probably never would have educated myself on becoming sustainable. Um, my logic and way of thinking has drastically changed from, okay, I can buy this and this on Amazon already made, already prepackaged, ready to go for the convenience factor to what exactly am I putting in my body? Where are these things coming from? Where are they being made? What is in them chemical wise? What are my kids being exposed to and how can it affect my health and well-being long term? And I really started to look at labels more closely when I was shopping. I started researching where our foods come from, things like pesticides and chemicals that are used in things you normally wouldn't even think twice about. And on top of all of that, my husband was getting really into gardening and living off the land at that time. And he's always been very self-sustainable and very frugal. He can really stretch a dollar (laughs) if he needs to. And like, I remember when we first started dating, he was really into making his own hair products. Like, I was kind of like, what is this weirdo? (laughs) But he's, he just likes to do it. He likes to see the fruits of his labor. He likes to know exactly what's going into the things he's using, which I can definitely respect. And I'm totally behind that now. Um, but like if I want a new piece of furniture or I need something like storage wise or like a shoe rack or shelving, instead of buying it, he can usually build it or he tries to build it first. And so he's very handy and can most of the time like make something out of nothing. And he's also good at like restoring stuff um, that like I would think was junk and trash. And he's like, no, I can fix that and make it something nice. And he really can. So it's nice to have a partner like that. Um, So we actually own about an acre of land, like 10 minutes from where we live now. We still live in an apartment. And that is because we're building a home on this piece of land. So we're just living here, which is totally fine. I I really like our apartment, honestly. It's very, like, a lot of older people and 
kid friendly. So anyway, that's what we're doing now. If you didn't know, we are building a home about 10 minutes on about an acre of land. And just so for a little background info, we purchased this land uh, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago when I was pregnant with Everett, when we first got pregnant, because we knew we wanted to be like on the outskirts of town and have privacy and have a yard and have a safe place to raise our kids. And this property just kind of fell into our laps. We just happened to find it one day. We were looking for property, but this one just kind of like all of a sudden became available and fell into our laps. And it was a really good price. We were fortunate enough to be able to pay cash for it. It's ours and we can do whatever we want with it. And it was a mess. It needed to be completely cleared out. Trees cut down. It was all grown up. It was an old like car junkyard actually. So it, it had trash everywhere and like car parts and tires. And it was a nightmare, honestly. Very intimidating, but it became Taylor's project. And we bought it in April 2020. And that entire summer, he spent clearing it out all by himself, pretty much with just a weed eater because we didn't have like a tractor at the time or even a lawnmower because, again, we had been living in a different apartment. So we didn't have any of that stuff. We do now, thankfully. But he pretty much cleared it out all by himself with a weed eater. And I think that really made him appreciate the property a lot more. It made me appreciate it a lot more, too. And just being able to see the transformation that it went through over those couple months, and especially to now, is just incredible. So once it was cleared, he started deciding what he wanted to do, where our house would be. He built a couple like storage buildings, and we got a tractor and a bunch of lawn equipment and that kind of thing. And he spent a lot of time out there. He recently built like a small cabin at the very back of the property. There's railroad tracks that run and a creek that run um, through the back of the property. So he built like this really cool cabin out there. He's like spent the night out there. It has a wood stove and it. it's really cool. So anyway, he also located, we have an underground well. So we now have like well sourced water. Um, and for the last two years, he's had a pretty successful garden. And um, not to mention the abundance of natural resources we've been able to find just on this one acre of property. Like I said, there's a stream that runs through the back that has fish in it. We have maple trees we can tap for maple syrup. We have several kinds of fruit trees that were native and already there. In addition to ones he's planted, we have pecan trees, acorn trees, and we've been able to cut, well, he has. <laughs> I've really had him part in this, but... He's cut down like an abundant amount of firewood he uses in the wood stove and he gives away to our neighbors and we're just surrounded by really good folks. So anyway, um, literally nothing on our land has gone to waste. He has found a use for pretty much everything that nature has provided. And I tell you this because this is the reason we kind of got our lifestyle in check. And once we started harvesting our own food from our own land, we both realized how much better the produce was, how comforting it was to know that it wasn't sprayed with pesticides and it was 100% organic. He knew where the seeds came from. He fertilized it himself. He grew it himself. He watered it every day and it, it was 100% organic. So from there, we started to make a few other lifestyle changes. And if this is something you want to get into, I suggest starting slow and making this change like one at a time. Otherwise, it can be kind of a culture shock and it takes time to get used to these things. Um, 
So I'm just going to kind of quickly run through some of these things we started doing. And I know not everyone is able to grow a garden and things like that. And not everyone has a yard or property they can do these things on. So I'm going to give you some examples of things I've done within the home that I think have really made a difference. Um, I think the very first thing I did, I'm pretty sure was switch from dryer sheets to wool dryer balls. And this was inspired by my son's sensitive skin. He has severe eczema. So I was trying to reduce the amount of scented products I was using, especially in laundry. And not only are dryer balls scent free, they work just as well, if not better than dryer sheets. Like they take all the static out of your clothes and I think they're great and they save you a lot of money. I think you can get like a set of three for like 10, 12 bucks maybe. And I've been using the same ones for like six months. They really, I mean, they haven't like come apart or anything and I really enjoy using them. So from there, I also cut out the use of fabric softener and scent beads. Again, I'm being conscious of my son's skin condition. And on top of that, fabric softener and the scent beads are essentially scented wax. And it can really, really do serious damage to your washing machine over time. So after doing a lot of research, honestly, the best thing I've found to replace um, fabric softener is a little bit of baking soda, like maybe a tablespoon in a, a large load of laundry and like a splash of white vinegar. I promise you cannot smell the vinegar at all. Your whites will be brighter or your, your clothes are going to be brighter in general um, because of the baking soda. And it's also um, a great fabric softener and stain remover. I haven't quite made it to making my own laundry detergent yet, but I'm on my way there. <laughs> I usually just use, um, I like the seventh generation. I think that's a Target brand of like, it's basically like tied free and clear and it's great for sensitive skin. It doesn't break my kids out. And sometimes I'll add like a little bit of borax, um, if I'm doing like a little whites or something and that's working really well for me so far. I also recently got into making sourdough since that's like the millennial thing to do right now. Um, not the easiest thing I've ever done. You have to make like a starter and feed it, quote unquote. And so like the live cultures can grow in it. And it's like a week long process. So making your first dough is like a 30 day process almost. And for me, it's been even longer because I've had like three failed sourdough starters that like wouldn't rise properly. They didn't get enough bubbles, but we will get there one day and I am determined to make these beautiful artisan loaves of bread. So one day, um, another thing we've done, we stopped buying bottled water altogether probably a year ago and we just have a Brita filter on like our kitchen sink tap and that's what we've used for like I said about a year now we just use reusable water bottles and um, I honestly have not missed bottled water at all so I definitely recommend either a pitcher that has a filter that you can refill and stick in the fridge um, or a filter like we have that attaches to your sink and the filters are good usually about three months and you just replace the filter um, so we really like that. I've also been making this homemade like air freshener slash linen spray for a while. It's just a little bit of baking soda. I mix it with hot water so it dissolves and a couple drops of whatever essential oils you like. I usually go for like a lemon, 
or citrus, eucalyptus, sometimes peppermint. And I spray it on my curtains and rugs, my bed and my closet. Just make sure if you have pets, you use oils that are pet friendly. Um, let's see. We reuse as many containers as we can. So like I'm the one that reuses the country crock uh butter containers and like the whipped cream containers and takeout containers those are also great if you want to send company home with some food so you don't have to give away your good tupperware um my next goal is to move to reusable plastic bags like washable plastic bags and reusable hand towels i'm just having such a hard time letting go of my ziploc bags and my paper towels with kids they just make life so much easier, and I know it's not that big of a deal, but I'm having a really hard time letting them go, so they may be the last things to go, but I did, however, recently find some great microfiber cleaning cloths from Target, actually, in a two-pack that I've really been loving. Um, one side is, like, a soft, like, microfiber you can do to, like, dust and wipe down your mirrors with and the other side is like um I don't know how to explain it it's like diamond encrusted I guess like it's kind of like a wire brush almost so it's good for like scrubbing I use it to clean my stove and the sink and that kind of thing and I also found some good reusable sponges on Amazon I used to wash dishes with and to clean them, you just put them in the dishwasher. They're like wire brush and you just put them in the dishwasher and then they're good as new again. So I really love those for washing dishes. Um, I think they came in a two pack also. Um, we also buy most everything in bulk for one because it's cheaper and then I'll usually just like individually package meat and things like that and freeze it. So if something is on sale, we stock up. But we only stock up on things we know we will 100% use and will not go to waste. Like, we don't panic buy and things like that. So, don't buy something in excess just because it's on sale. Just stick to things you know you will use or something you use a lot of. Um, we also do not buy paper plates or plastic cutlery anymore. And that was really difficult for me to give up. I mean, really difficult. Because I absolutely hate dishes. I despise dishes and I loved being able to grab a paper plate and toss it, but it is so wasteful and it can also get really expensive. So I finally got over it and we are blessed with a wonderful dishwasher. I don't know what I would do without my dishwasher. So having a few extra dishes like isn't even that bad and we're greatly reducing our plastic consumption by cutting out those things. We mostly use cast iron to cook and wood, like our cutting boards are wood, and I cook most everything in a cast iron, and um, cast iron is something like if you take care of it really well, it'll last like 100% last a lifetime and maybe even your kid's lifetime. You'd, you can also find a lot of cast iron at like consignment shops or antique shops, and it can be really fun to refurbish and season yourself. When I first started using Taylor's podcast iron, like since we started dating, and when I like got really into cooking, I was using it and I didn't know anything about taking care of it. So being the silly girl I am, I stuck it in the dishwasher and when I went to go get out of the dishwasher, it had completely rusted and I was like, oh my gosh, this man is going to murder me and, and bury me in the backyard. Like 
my life is over. And so I did a bunch of research and you can in fact get the rust off. And I did. He had to help me, but we got it off. So it can be like fun to find one that you think is too far gone and kind of redo it. He recently did that one he found somewhere and he kind of brought it back to life and seasoned it. And he really enjoys doing stuff like that. Me, not so much. So I let him handle all the cast iron, but it can be done. And I'm also slowly but surely switching to all natural skincare and makeup. I have found a really good line of natural skincare, like completely natural. It's like coconut oil and essential oils, basically. And I'm really enjoying it. I have it linked on my personal Instagram. It's a small business called Lulu's Beauty Essentials. And it's really good stuff. I've been using it for probably a month now. But I am still on the hunt for a good, clean makeup brand. So if you have one you recommend, please shoot me a message. Uh, we also thrift a lot of stuff. And I used to be, like, grossed out by thrifting. And the thought of, like, buying stuff that was used was, like, super scary to me. But the more I did it, the more I realized you can actually find really good quality pieces that are super easy to clean up. And not only are they cheaper, they're going to last longer. And that's like the whole thing with becoming minimalistic is you buy fewer things, but you buy higher quality things that may be more expensive, but they're going to last you years and years. Like furniture nowadays um, is basically particle board and it's just cheap. Like they don't make solid oak furniture anymore like they used to. So if you're able to find a piece like that, it's definitely worth buying and refurbishing and painting or whatever you want to do to it uh, because it's going to last years and years and years and so think like high quality fabrics also like linen and wool like I said high quality solid wood furniture I think I think every piece of furniture in our home is either secondhand or something Taylor made himself um the only thing we got brand new was Everett's crib because it was a gift from my parents and you know your first baby you think you have to have like all this nice stuff um which you don't <laughs> and like Dallas's crib we got secondhand all the other furniture secondhand are um kitchen table chairs all of that stuff the secondhand our couch Taylor made our headboard and coffee table um but most of our decor is also thrifted or gifted I get a lot of stuff from my mom that she's getting rid of, like lamps and stuff like that. Um, if me and the kids need a new outfit, we have something coming up we need a new outfit for. I usually try to thrift it first. Um, the only thing I'm still not crazy about thrifting is shoes or hats, unless like I know where they're coming from or who I'm getting them from. Um, I also regularly go through the kids, well, really just my son's toys, and I donate things he no longer plays with. For one, because I don't like a lot of clutter in my home. I cannot stand it. I cannot stand like having toys everywhere. I like organization. I thrive with organization. And that's where me and my husband kind of butt heads because he's pretty much a hoarder. Like he's not like a full on hoarder, but he just hates to let stuff go. Like he'll keep a shoebox from like 20 years ago. And like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> anyway. Um, so I try to donate regularly. I also go through my closet regularly and donate things I don't wear. Um, 
But if you do do a good clean out, just try to donate as much as you can so things don't end up like in a landfill somewhere. Um, so back to becoming self-sustainable. Our end goal is to create a homestead. We would absolutely love to live in the mountains somewhere like away from modern busy society and raise. We want a bunch of farm animals and we want to grow our own food and we just kind of want to take things back to how they used to be. And I don't know how long it will take us to get there, but I think it's never too soon to start implementing some of those practices. Like I said, we have a great garden and we are fixing to start canning um, and pickling a lot of our vegetables. Like I'm going to make some tomato sauce and can it and I have a really good like syrup recipe I'm going to can and preserve and we're going to pickle a lot of vegetables. And anyway... We also plan to homeschool the kids, and I really want to learn things like most people don't know how to do anymore, like sew and patch your clothes and make curtains and things like that and mill your own flour. And honestly, with the direction the world is moving, who knows if we'll be able to rely on Amazon Prime and instant gratification forever. Like if we need something right now, we go get it or we order it and it's at our door in two days. And we've become really reliant on that. And there may come a time where we're in a, a food shortage. And I'm not saying we're going to be in like an apocalyptic situation, but I like to be prepared. And I think even if society never gets to that point, it's still valuable to have these life skills that are really like a lost art. So those are the things we are doing as a family and are planning to do to become more sustainable, eco-friendly, self-reliant, all those things. And I'd love to hear any other ideas you have. I hope maybe I've inspired you to implement some of these things in your own home. And since this is a bonus episode this week, we get to chat again this Friday. So I will see you then. have officially made it to the end. <laughs> Thank you so much for making it this far. If you stick around for just another second, I'd love to share some affirmations with you today. I am a good mom. I am exactly who my kids need. I am grateful for the time I get to spend with my kids. My kids do not need a perfect mom. I will stay calm even in the midst of chaos. I am worthy of love and affection. God wants what's best for my life, so I will relinquish all my fears onto Him as they are not my burden to bear. I will live in the moment today and not stress about my past or worry about the future. My past mistakes do not define who I am now. I am a strong and confident woman. I am an intelligent individual. God has called me to motherhood and through Him I can do all things. I love my body and am comfortable in my own skin. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I am a kind human being. I am not just a mom.